Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to yet another episode of the podcast, which we entitle What's That Smell? You Thinking Again. That is right. How's it going, David? It's going okay, Connor. How you doing? I am doing decent. How's Wisconsin? Uh, it was kind of cloudy out today. How's Illinois looking? Yeah, pretty much the same. I'm not convinced it's not going to rain, but at the same time, it it could not rain. Who knows? Yeah. It has been quite the week. Yeah. I can speak for both of us and say it has been a busy one. It's been a wild one. But it's time to wind down, Take a, sit next to both me and David as we discuss the most bustling and cool topics that we can think of on top of our head. That is guaranteed, at least partially, to make you smile a little bit. Or maybe it won't. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a wizard. Uh, but today, we wanted to talk about a topic that I feel is pretty, pretty universally known. With episodes like Goofy Movie and uh, even to an extent Avatar, not everybody knows exactly what we're talking about. Therefore, they can't listen, you know? Uh, but I think this one is pretty universal. I feel like many people know this character and can at least in, in part understand what we're talking about. And as of course, we're going to talk about Spider-Man, that classic web-swinging friendly neighborhood character. Yep, yep. Yeah, pretty classic character. Everybody knows him. Want to discuss why he's so popular? Because like he's probably, as of right now, the most popular superhero, period. Like I really can't think of anyone that at this point in time is near as acclaimed and well-known. So I think we, we I want to discuss like why exactly he's so not- notable and why he's so memorable, why he connected with so many people. And then we'll talk about a, a bit about his appearances in video games and movies and shows to, you know, see what people do with him, you know? Yep. So, David, okay. I want to pose this question to you first. Okay. I'm sorry. What is your connection to Spider-Man? What, what, do you, what are your thoughts on him? Oh, man. Um, <clears throat> you know, I've always had a pretty strong connection to spider-man you know he's a pretty he's a he's a very relatable character you know and i can't say that for a lot of superheroes you know like take take iron man or or batman or superman you know you can't really relate to them right because like iron man is a like a billionaire playboy like that's not me i can't relate to him batman another billionaire superman a superhero with all these fantastic powers. He's super strong. I am not those things. You know mm-hmm. what I am? I'm an average person who's just trying to live life just like just like Spider-Man. And mm-hmm. I think that's what makes him so relatable. You know, it's like he's just like this average kid who's trying to live his life while trying to also be a superhero at the same time while going through like these daily struggles and stuff. And it's, it's just so relatable. And even though he's a superhero... And that part isn't relatable. The stuff he does when he's a superhero is relatable. You know, it, it's just, it's just, it's just great. You know, I, I just, I love, I love his character. I love, I love his villains. I love, I just love the Spider-Man more. It's, mm. it's awesome. There's so many great things about it, and you know, he's always, you know, been with me since I was a kid. And I, yeah, the movies, the the. TV shows, the video games, it's just, yeah, it's always been a big part of my life. Yeah, 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 good stuff. 
Uh, I'm also a fan of the Spider-Man, if you will. Uh, he's, yeah, I, I do agree with you said. Like, he's, he's such a simple human character. Like, he's not, you know, an alien. He's not this millionaire that you can, you can never be unless you're, like, really, you know, talented and rich and stuff. But, like, Spider-Man always kind of came off as, like, that average dude who kind of just got thrown into the situation. Like, y- you'd love to be, you know, you'd love to be a superhero as a half-typical person, half-superhero. Yeah. So it kind of has that like half relatability to it where like you go into him being this Peter Parker and you're like, hey, it's just a typical dude. I'm a typical dude. Would you look at that? You know, mm-hmm. like it has that relatability to it that makes him very like instantly, um, instantly connectable. But I feel like even going beyond that, it's something about like his demeanor, you know, like he's so like quippy and like fun. And even when he's fighting, he's not really taking it too seriously unless like, you know, he's getting beat. He's clearly having a lot of fun with it. I think that's also a draw. Like, he, he never seems... He's never one of those characters that can ever really drag because, like, he's always consistently having fun, you know? He's always, like, sw- you know, flipping and making one-liners, hopping around, just swinging. Like, he has that, like, kind of, like, rambunctiousness to him yeah. that I feel like not a lot of superheroes have. Like, you couldn't ima- You can't see Batman throwing one-liners as he's beating people up. <laughs> yeah. And you can't, you can't see, like, you know iron man hopping around gracefully like a ballerina as he's mm-hmm. taking out bad guys like no yeah. it's he, he has this own feel to him mm-hmm. yeah, definitely definitely no i was about to bring up that you had a question so oh, okay sorry um, i to cut you off before my bed you're good you're good um so then i think we should start from the beginning you know like what do you know about spider-man like when he was first created I don't know the exact date. I couldn't tell you, but I will know. I get. To, I can tell you. He premiered in uh, in a comic book that wasn't actually necessarily about him. He he starred in it this case, but it was like I forget what they called it. But it was like a collection of different characters. Like you, one one week you'd get this character, then another week you'd get another character. Just kind of experimenting with char- characters, and Spider Man was kind of introduced there. I think maybe it was called, like, Amazing... No, no it wasn't Amazing Stories. Uh, I don't remember what it was called. Well, the point is, it was just kind of a one-issue thing introducing who this guy was. And, you know, it was, it was just that story about him, you know, being a normal kid, gets bit by the spider. Uh, actually, no, he doesn't get bit by the spider first. He, uh, you know, has his uncle. His uncle gets killed. Uh, you know, Uncle Ben. Rest in peace, Uncle Ben, you know. And spoilers. then Oh, yeah. Sorry. Spoilers for the Spider-Man character. If you're if you're uh, if you've never heard of Spider-Man before, sorry. <laughs> uh, his Uncle Ben characters die is killed, and then he gets the spider powers and hunts down the guy who killed him, and then realizes, hey, I could be a superhero. You know, it's got a lot of that really like cheesy '60s spider uh, like character feel. Like it's very cheesy. Mm-hmm. The dialogue's very on the nose and like really like ridiculous. But I mean, for what it was, I mean, it's actually not a bad story. And, like, clearly, you know, it hit people because it expanded and he got his own series. And then, you know, we're still talking about him today with several millions of movies. Or several, like, what, eight movies? Uh, three, two, two, seven, eight, eight movies. Nine if you count Venom. Uh, like Spider-Man universe. Yeah. The whole mythos. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's pretty wild. It started out kind of simple. Yeah, uh, and then look, look where he is now. Mm-hmm. Right, he's a big guy, big man yeah. on co- big man on campus, you know. Yeah, 
reminds me of the Disney episode. The Disney episode? Oh, yeah. Started from the bottom, now we're here. That sort <laughs> yeah. of thing. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, so, I think we should, or I think we've discussed him a little bit, a bit about his impact. I think we can continue doing that as we start to introduce ourselves into the films. Okay. So, you have you seen every Spider-Man film? Um, I have not. Which ones have you not seen? I... I have okay. Let me, t- let me tell you the ones I have seen. For sure, I've seen both the Amazing Spider-Man's, um, the ones with Tom Holland, mm-hmm. and the first one with um, the original Spider-Man movie. So you haven't seen Spider-Man Two or Spider-Man Three? No. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Well, obviously, we kind of have to start with the Spider-Man movies because those are the first. Yeah. So. So. Yeah, I guess yeah. We'll be real. We'll be quicker. We'll, you know, we'll discuss those, and I'll let you discuss Amazing Spider-Man once we get to it. So let's discuss Spider-Man One, the original trilogy, if you will. Uh, keep in mind, this these movies came out in like the early two thousands, and if you, you got to know something about those early two thousands, like that was not really that was like the kickoff point to superheroes. Like yeah, b- before this point, like you were getting a bunch of really bad superhero movies. You got like Spawn and Batman and Robin. And like uh, Steel, starring Shaquille O'Neal, like there were a lot of bad, uh, bad superhero movies coming out this time. Uh, even Marvel wasn't doing so hot because I mean, around the same time you got like Daredevil and Elektra and stuff, uh, Punisher. Uh, but like there was, this was like there was also some point in the two thousands when they started to like kind of get a good idea of what they were doing. Like you got uh, the X Men series specifically was starting to get big during this time, and so was you know Spider Man. So this was like, this was, it's very clear. This wasn't, uh, this wasn't a surefire hit like they are nowadays. Like mm-hmm. this was kind of a risk and one that I don't think even the studios that produced it, which I think at the time was Sony, like, I don't even think they were super confident in it. You know, like yeah, they no, seemed no. a little, they seemed a little hesitant when releasing this and like, I don't know why, cause these movies are really good. Like they're not like masterpieces or anything, but like, they're really great balances of like that ridiculous co- uh, comic bookness I was talking about earlier, and you know like the more realistic and grounded feel that like the X Men movies have. Like they have that nice mix, so like uh, the comic book fans can go in and be like, "Wow, look! It has all those you know silly one liners and action scenes and the cheesy style." But at the same time, a you know a casual filmgoer could go in and be like, "Oh, this is a fun little superhero movie with you know fun characters," and like at the same time deals with like problems that that uh, Peter Parker's going with. Like, it does take time to slow down and develop the characters. So, like, it kind of has the best of both worlds feel. Yeah. Like, pretty solid. And that's also a film trilogy that, like, you know, got off the ground. Like, there was no promise it was going to do good. And boom, three movies. So, you know what? That's pretty impressive. Yep. Uh, what do you remember about that first movie that you can maybe, like, vouch for? Oh, man. So, it's been a while since I saw that movie. Um, I remember watching it with my dad one time. I was kind of young, so I don't remember a ton from it. Um, from what I can remember, it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad movie. I think it's one of the first superhero superhero movies that I ever saw. Cause as a kid, I used to really like Spider Man. Mm-hmm. So seeing like a live action version, I thought I thought that was cool. I thought it was like, ooh, it's grown up. Mm-hmm, right. You know, it's real life spider-man so it's got to be better i don't mm-hmm. know naturally <laughs> naturally 
That's all good. I I imagine thinking that as a kid too. Yeah, yeah. Like I like that Batman animated show, but dang, look at this Michael Keaton guy. Yeah, right. It looks so much more professional. Right. Um, I mean, I don't remember like a ton from it, so I'm probably gonna have you cover this original Spider-Man trilogy. No problem. Um, but I can talk about the Amazing and Tom Holland a lot more. It's all so good. I'll, I'll let you take over from here. Okay, no worries. I'll I'll try to get us from point A to point B rather right. efficiently. So that first one, pretty solid film. Sets him. It's essentially just setting up the character. He has to fight Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin. He's all like, uh, he's all flyy and you know ridiculous as the comics would be. Uh, you get some romance between him and uh, Mary Jane. You know, kind of getting to know each other. Uh, we got uh, James Franco as uh, as um, what's his name? Uh, Harry Osborn, right? Before he became a villain, you know, he was just have typical, uh, typical. Um... I keep forgetting his name. I literally just said his name. Green Goblin. <laughs> no, uh, James Franco. Her- Harry uh, Osborn. Wow, no, James Franco. I just I forgot his name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I I that's okay. I'm sorry, guys. It's time for me to end this podcast. I made way too many <laughs> mistakes. Time to go. See ya. <laughs> no. <laughs> The, the real talk side side plot here. If I want, I wish we could get like really big. Like I think we should get like you know if we gotta get like thousands thousands of listens, I would request someone out there to just make a compilation of every time I've lied, <laughs> like every time I said something that's blatantly wrong. Like we would we would have a rather lengthy list. Also, that's something I should note about mistakes. La- yes, last episode I mentioned. Uh, my parents had played the Imperial March at their wedding. Not true. That's wrong. It was not the Imperial March. It was the the coronation ceremony at the very end of A New Hope. That's oh my um, god. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so allow me to again note that I've made a mistake, though no one, none of you would know except for me. But still, I made that mistake yet again. <laughs> Anyways, back to things that I'm not making mistakes about. Essentially, Spider Man. Uh, James Franco is Harry Osborn. Yeah. Uh, Willem Dafoe as uh, Norman Osborn. You got some pretty cool action scenes, some pretty decent effects, though. Granted, it came out in 2002, so I mean, the, the effects aren't that good. Like, let's calm down here. Uh, still really solid, though. Uh, got some solid action scenes. And it's just kind of like one of those really fun movies you can sit down and turn your mind off for. It's got nothing really extremely offensive about it for you to, you know, have to use your mind. So you can just sit down, enjoy the film without really thinking. It's pretty solid, pretty solid film. No masterpiece or anything, but it works. Uh, yeah, the second one that came out a couple years later, I think 2004, maybe 2005. Uh, this one had uh, had uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, well, anyways, it had Doc Ock in it. Uh, I'm blanking on the actor's name. I'll get. It. I'll remember it later. Uh, Alfred Molina. That's his name. Uh, Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. You had uh, James Franco, of course, coming back. You had Tobey Maguire come back. Uh, and this one kind of dealt with more, like, some more personal issues that Peter was going through. It dealt with, like, the, the like, weights of being Spider-Man and how he's not handling his relationships well. Uh, this is kind of adapts that uh, arc from the comics where he starts to lose his powers because of, like, the stress he's going under. Like, uh, it deals with, like, uh, it deals with a lot of personal issues Peter's going through while at the same time still having to take out, you know, Doc Ock, who's going insane because of this. It's, it's kind of a long story. I don't want to spoil it. So essentially, Doc Ock's going crazy. Peter Parker has to decide if he wants to continue being Spider-Man or deal with his personal issues. And I really like that idea. Like, 
they took this character that was so silly and weird and like gave him introspective moments and had him question if he even wanted to be Spider-Man anymore, which I thought, Hey, that's pretty, pretty good actually. And I think is a pretty good step for what like a sequel should do. Like the first one, you know, setting him up and the second one testing him, like seeing if he really deserves to be Spider-Man, you know? Yeah. Uh, Really solid film. Uh, It's really fun. Just like the first one. It's got a bunch of memorable moments. I dare even say it has more memorable moments than the first one. Like, it's got that scene where he's holding the train with the, oh, yeah. with the webs. Yeah, he's got... Uh, there's the this, this scene at the very end where he goes, No! Classic. <laughs> uh, it's got pizza time. What about the it's dancing a, one? Dancing scene. Oh, that's the next one. That's the next oh, movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, like, there's so many iconic fun moments in that one. At least good iconic fun moments. Uh, it's a really solid film, and also it upgrades like it makes the or it makes that CG even better too. Like the first one, CG could be good, it could be bad. This one, mostly pretty good. So yeah, it's got that it got the seal of approval from me. Granted, a lot of people are gonna hype it up even more because people love this movie, and I don't think it's at the same level as like others, and I don't think it's really a masterpiece. But it's still like a lot of fun, and if I bet you, if you were raised on this movie, it's gonna stick out to you more. Uh, but you know, really solid film all around. Uh, then the third one. So I guess I'll give a little context to the third one from what I know. So the studio saw that Sam Raimi was doing a third one, and they're like, great, great, please do another third one. Uh, but we want Venom in the movie. And uh, Sam Raimi goes, no, I want this one to be about Sandman. And then he's, they're like, no, make it about Venom. So they included both Sandman and Venom in the movie. Well, at the same time, also had James Franco kind of become the new goblin if you will it's kind of a third villain and then it it kind of just became an overload of things there's kind of a way too much in this movie and uh quite frankly it does not really stand that well on its own but i don't blame sam raimi because i I blame the studio kind of sticking their fingers in and messing with it a little too much and there are really good things in this movie this one with the the black spider-man yeah so essentially the way the plot goes is, you know, Peter's enjoying life, doing his thing, but then Venom comes to Earth and attaches himself to Peter's suit. Well, at the same time, Peter thinks he's found the murderer of, of uh, Uncle Ben being uh, Sandman, essentially. But Sandman was not Sandman until he became Sandman, you know? Uh, and so he's like, hey, this guy killed my, killed my uncle, so I should probably go hunt him down. And as he's trying to hunt down Sandman, the, the Venom suit is starting to make him get angrier and angrier. And becoming kind of a tool. And he kind of starts tearing down his relationships with, uh, with you know, Mary J and people around him. He yells at people all the time. He's mean. He's kind of narcissistic. He's, like, very... Uh, he's, he becomes kind of a mean person, you know? And on the one hand, I do kind of like that. The idea that, like, he just kind of... Like, the idea of him becoming a worse person because of, like, you think it's because, oh, he's found the guy who murdered Uncle Ben. But in reality, it's because of the suit thing, you know? But it kind of just comes off as a little too much. There's a little too much going on. I don't think Venom needs to be in this movie at all. I think it could have just been a story about Sandman and him trying to hunt down Sandman. Uh, but, like, it gets dumb. That's another big problem. Like, it gets really dumb. That dancing scene, like, that. that's, that's kind of how it gets sometimes. There's a lot of really stupid moments. And, like, Peter being a jerk just doesn't work because... I really can't see Tobey Maguire as being a tool. And if he is being a tool, he's being like a rich boy tool. Like he's not being mean. He's being like spoiled brat. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's just the, the casting like, cause Tobey Maguire was good up to this point. 
but like it's just funny seeing him be mean like it just doesn't work and like i said it has uh james franco being uh the new goblin is kind of a side plot and like it kind of just gets a little too far there's too much going on and it's not a bad movie because it has cool moments because sandman i think all around is pretty good forget who plays him but uh no it's like thomas hayden church that's who plays him uh he's pretty good actually uh and there's occasionally cool moments here and there. But I think just having Venom be in the movie and having Sandman and New Goblin and all this personal stuff, Peter Parker, that's kind of underexplored, is a little too much. Good so sure. if I had to recap, first one's good, second one's better, third one's kind of a missed shot. But, <laughs> you know, as, as is with those Spider-Man movies, you know, sometimes it's hard to do a, uh, do a uh, trilogy. Uh, so... A little back or a little background leading up to Amazing Spider-Man because I'm I'm getting ready to stop talking. I should take a breather. Uh, so right after uh, the third one came out and didn't do as well as the first two, Sam Raimi kind of left the project. He was planning to do a Spider-Man four with Vulture played by John Malkovich, which I thought was a great idea. Uh, it got canceled because the first the third one didn't do enough money, so Sam Raimi left and. Uh, Sony realized that they didn't have a Spider-Man movie coming out. Well, the thing with Spider-Man's contract is if they don't make a Spider-Man movie within five years of the last, they lose the rights. So Sony freaked out and got this guy named Mark Webb to go and do a new Spider-Man movie. This one being, you know, complete reboot, new actor, new story. And they claimed they were trying to make it a little more grounded, like more grounded in reality. And as a result, we got 2012, I believe, Amazing Spider-Man starring Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker. So, David, please talk, because I've been talking for the past, like, 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's time that the listeners get a new uh, voice talking. No, it's okay. Um, I didn't have have, anything to say about those movies, so I'm I'm glad you helped me um, cover that, that topic. Um, it's all good. <laughs> so, the amazing Spider-Man. Um, let me just give you guys a little bit of an insight on this movie. Um, so, I remember when this movie came out. Um, I was I was young. Um, I was I was a kid, and I remember seeing the trailers for it, and I was like, "This movie looks pretty good. I'm excited. It's it's a new Spider-Man reboot." Um, the new actor, um, at the time, I was like, this guy looks like a good Spider-Man. But as time goes on, um, my opinions on that have changed a little bit. Um, So, this movie, if you haven't seen it for some reason, um, it's, it's, the villain is Electro, I believe. No, that's, that's the second one. Oh, the second one, sorry. The first one, the first one's Lizard, don't worry. Oh, crap. Oh, you know, I try to get this movie like out of my memory. Um, <laughs> no, no worries, so no worries. I kind of forgot. Don't um, worry. It's another. I you. Yeah, it's another um, like backstory Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. So they start from the very beginning when you see Peter Parker get his powers. Um, I believe he is a. He's in college. Uh, he's like senior year high senior, school. Senior, okay. They, they kind of expect you to think uh, Andrew Garfield's a high schooler when he's like 32. He really doesn't look like a high schooler. That's, I, was a bit, I was a bit confused there. 
Um, so it's another intro story. Um, so they, they share how he got his, his, his powers, how he adapts to them. Um, his powers work a little bit different, if I'm correct, to mm-hmm. um, the original Spider-Man. Yeah, he's got, he doesn't use, uh, he, or he has web swingers. He does not use, he doesn't have natural webs like he did in uh, yeah. the, the original movies. Yeah, all he has is his reflexes, strength, and uh, uh, climby powers. Yeah, general, general stickiness, if you will. General stickiness powers. Um, that, that's about the extent of his powers. Um, this one has the lizard in it with Kirk Connors. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the actor's name. It's a crazy name. Yeah. Um, the, the CG of lizard is kind of disturbing. Oh my gosh. It's weird. Yeah. It, it looks so gross. It, like, I mean, granted, I guess it does kind of look like what you'd mix a lizard and a human with, but like, he's looks so much cooler in the comics. He had like a snout and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and he's naked in this one. It's weird. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, it's man. weird. I hated that. Like, he was so creepy as a kid. Like, I really didn't want to look at that. It, it was it was so disturbing. And then it had Emma Stone as uh, Gwen Stacy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy. Um, was there a new Harry? Uh, not, for, not until the second one. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm confusing these movies. I'm confusing don't don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, once you, you'll remember it, once you start talking about the second one. Let's yeah. focus on the first one right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's not a lot memorable about the first one besides the lizard being really creepy and new Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> so I personally, after I watched this movie, I didn't like it a whole lot. Um, it, it wasn't it wasn't very good, and to this day, I don't think it's very good. It's I things I don't know a ton of about like the production and logistics about it. No worries. Um, so like, kind of, how was the budget for this movie? The budget I think what I've heard was fine. I I it made like I remember when it finally came out, it made like very very barely more than what it was made for, like. It made a bit more than its budget, so it was like just enough to warrant a sequel, but not like a smash hit. It was it was big enough, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I and could it, see that. And its budget was fine; like it definitely had a serviceable amount put into it. Yeah, I mean, the movie wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible either. I mean, I didn't think it was deserving of a sequel. I was like. This movie could be okay as a standalone film, and that's it. You know, like, okay, it's the Spider-Man reboot. And because the old ones, the first, like, the, we, 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 need, we need a new Spider-Man movie, okay? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, th- this is okay as a new Spider-Man movie. Done, done. That's the deal. I, I thought it did an okay job portraying Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Let me get to the second one. Yeah, I, I've same basically the same thing applies to me. It's fine, yeah, for what it, it is. Yeah, I, I, I remember it. I remember it tries to do a bit more mature. Like it tries to be, you know, it tries to do more character stuff. It tries to stop being as cheesy as the first ones were and goes a little more serious. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's not really a notable enough difference. Essentially, it just goes from being cheesy and fun to being about your typical superhero movie. Yeah, which I mean, whatever, it's fine. Blizzard's creepy though. 
Oh my god, he's so creepy. It's so weird too, because I really the problem the thing that bugged me too is like the comic one wears a lab coat. Like he doesn't even wear a lab coat until the end, and the lab coat he wears is really torn up. Like I don't understand what their problem was with just making the character the lizard from the comics. Why'd you make him like this friggin' hu- half human, half lizard like weird combo thing and didn't make him wear any clothes? Like I don't get it. I don't. It was weird. Yeah, it, it was so weird. It was so weird. Well, anyways, the second one. Second one. This. This is the one with the with the Gwen Stacy and the and don't the, don't spoil anything. I'm about not gonna it. spoil There's anything. There's a couple twists anything. by the end. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, it has the Gwen Stacy. Has the uh, Jamie Fox Electro. It has the as the Harry Osborn played by who? who again? Dane Dane DeHaan. Yeah, him. Um. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. You know what bothers me about this movie? Go ahead. So, so much. Yes, this, this the no. third one had a lot. The fourth, this this one has even more. You know what bothers the heck out of me? What bothers the heck out of you, bro? Okay, so I remember watching Disney Channel as a kid, right? Uh-huh. And seeing commercials for this movie. And I remember them specifically hyping up that they have three villains. They were like, we have three villains in this movie. It's going to be this intense, awesome movie. We got Electro, we got Green Goblin, and we got Rhino. And it's going to be this awesome thing. And I was like, ooh, this looks so cool. I'm so excited to watch it. Mm-hmm. I was so pumped for this movie. I was like, three cool villains in one. Oh, it's going to be so exciting. Oh, my God. Oh, how I was so wrong. Oh, how <laughs> I hate all three of these villains of the fashion. Oh, I hate this movie so much. Well, I 100% agree. This is probably is hands down my least favorite superhero movie, which is saying something because I've seen Catwoman. <laughs> uh, I've I've seen a lot of bad, and I I think I've never seen one that feels the most betraying to its original source material. Like it really feels like someone just wanted to make a cinematic universe as quick as possible, so they started throwing things at a wall. Like here's all of Spider Man's things. Here, take them, and then leaves. Oh my god. Okay. 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 Um, first, let me explain why I hate all the villains. Um, so Electro, you see, he becomes Electro because Spider-Man wouldn't go to his birthday party. Yeah, essentially. He was all (laughs) mad that Spider-Man forgot his birthday. So he's like, why doesn't anyone like me? And then becomes Electro. Yeah. 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 Well, not not because he's sad, but like he he becomes (laughs) Electro and fights Spider-Man because he is sad that Spider-Man forgot his birthday. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, Which is ridiculous and horrible. God, it's so sad. And then, and then the Green Goblin. It's just, it's just. It's, just, I, uh, it's weird because like they actually kill Norman Osborn in the first like five minutes of the movie. Yeah. Like they have they have Chris Cooper, who's a great actor, come in as as Norman Osborn, who's like dying of this goblin disease. <laughs> Which is weird as hell, but whatever. He's like dying of goblin disease, and he's like, Harry, you must live on the legacy, and then dies. 
And then Dane DeHaan's all like, but I also have the goblin disease. Maybe (laughs) Spider-Man's blood will save me from goblin disease. And then he gets all mad that that uh, Spider-Man will not give him any of his blood. You know, being Peter Parker, of course. And then he's like, curses, I must kill the Spider-Man because he will not save me from goblin disease. You know? Yeah. Goblin disease. And then Rhino. You know, he's, in the, he's, in, the, he's in the movie for a collective like two minutes. <laughs> no, Connor, he's the most important character in this entire movie. Uh huh. He's so important. He's yeah. No, he's really not. He's... Paul Giamatti goes. Wah! That's about it. Yeah, he he's barely in the movie. Like like mm-hmm. at all. Like he's in there for like a minute at the very end, and then yeah, that's about it for right now. Like, you know how Scorpion was in um, Spider-Man Homecoming? Like, he's not Scorpion, but he's the guy who will become Scorpion, and they kind of hype him up like he will be Scorpion someday. Mm -hmm. It's like that, except done horribly, and there will be no more Scorpion. There'll be no more Rhino. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And it's funny, because you got those three villains, right? And that doesn't even get started on the amount of other subplots there are. Like, you've got... uh, Emma or like Emma Stone again is Gwen Stacy. Her relationship with Peter Parker is dwindling. They're starting to argue more and starting to get a little at each other's throats. Spider-Man's dealing with the uh, st- dealing with the death of okay spoilers I guess for Amazing Spider-Man one, but dealing with the death of the of uh, Emma Stone's dad who told him like don't harm Emma Stone you know don't harm my daughter as he died. So he's kind of dealing with the guilt of that. Then he finds out his dad was doing secret work with Oscorp. And then finds out, like, oh, there's all this suspicious stuff with Oscorp going on. And, like, there's just way too much going on in this movie. Like, side plots and stuff. And three villains. And then turns out, also, that friggin' Oscorp is starting to make a uh, Sinister Six of their own. Like, they're trying to work on it. Which I guess is supposed to be setting up a movie that, doesn't, that never happens. And frickin' the, the, the woman who becomes Black Cat is in the movie for, like, 10 seconds i kid you not like there's just like a woman in the movie who tells uh norman osborne something and it turns out in the credits she's credited as selena kyle the person who becomes black cat mm-hmm. she was in the movie for 10 seconds like no joke she was in the movie for 10 seconds and then they all of a sudden say hey look it's this character you know there's way too much going on in this movie yeah like way too much it's way too convoluted and just uh, yeah, it is a drag and I mean I don't mind I guess it's really hard to pick out positives I don't mind that they made Electro look so different because Electro is a really silly character in the comics so I don't mind that they made him different like they basically just made him like made of electricity and gave him a hood like sure I don't mind that it, it, it could have been fine you know <laughs> and yes there's I won't spoil what happens at the very end, but that very end twist is pretty solid and really well done. But like that still didn't save it. This movie's a wreck. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's not good. It really isn't. Oh my god. Ugh. Can we yeah. move on? I don't want to Yeah, no worries, anymore. no worries. The second one did pretty poorly, so it ruined uh Sony's plans to do an extended universe. They were going to do an Amazing Spider-Man 3, a Sinister 6 movie, and about 13 other spinoffs, and all of them got canceled. Except for Sinister 6, which stayed on their, their like release list for a really long time for some reason. 
Like, Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out in 2014, and I think they announced that they were canceling it in, like, 2018. I'm like, you're, they already had a new Spider-Man at that point. Why are they still planning it? It was really <laughs> weird. Uh, but 26, or 2015 brought us Captain... Or no, 2016 brought us Captain America Civil War, which introduced us to Tom Holland as Peter Parker. And then, the next, and then two years later, you got 2017's Spider-Man Homecoming. The third Spider-Man, the third Spider-Man universe. David, tell us a bit about Spider-Man Homecoming. Ooh, Spider-Man Homecoming. So, this movie is not another backstory movie, right? Because yeah, they just say like, hey, it happened, and then they move on. Yeah, exactly, right? And I think, I think that's good. I, think, I like how they start with that, because we don't need another Batman, back, not, not Batman, Spider-Man um, backstory movie. Again. It's funny, you, you kind of spoiled my joke. I was going to say if only Batman could take the hits, but I guess you, <laughs> you kind of spoiled it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you, you unintentionally did it too. I'm like, gosh, you thought of Batman and I'm like, well, he already said it. I guess I can't. I didn't even mean to say his name. Um, but I mean, yeah, this movie was refreshing. It was a refreshing Spider-Man movie that that I think did him justice. You know, you know, Spider-Man has always been like this light-hearted character who isn't too serious. You know, like like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, who, who kind of just like lives life. You know, doing his own thing, not really taking his villain seriously. And I feel like that's what he does in this movie. You know, he he actually looks like he could be in high school. Possibly, I still think he looks a little bit older, but I don't yeah, mind a little, a little bit, a little bit, but like better than the past two Spider-Mans. Hmm. Um, but I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, Tom Holland is—I—I I, I love my Spider-Man. He's my favorite Spider-Man out of all, out of all three, um, and he has just an amazing and convincing performance. You know, it's—it's it's a lot of fun. Um, you can definitely tell that he had a lot of fun doing it, and I think he brought the character a lot of justice. Um, there, the villain was Vulture, Michael Keaton. Ma- Michael Keaton, Vulture, um, who was a really cool villain. Like I really liked what they did with his costume. Like that was really cool. And that was a cool update to his to his suit, which admittedly is a little goofy in the comic. Yeah, <laughs> just like just like Electro. <laughs> Electro. Um. But, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, I like what they do. I like the characters they have. Um, it, it's, just, it's just, I feel like it's a lot better. It's a lot better. Um, instead of it being like completely Sony, it's through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But I mean, yeah, yeah. Kind of. What do you think? Yeah, I like Homecoming a lot. I love how it feels so grounded. Like it feels, or not grounded. It feels like a down to earth movie. It feels like. Not a big budget, huge superhero movie. It feels like a guy doing superhero things around town. Like, there's no world-ending threat here. It's very much just Peter dealing with Peter problems and as he kind of fits himself in the Spider-Man boot and kind of gets himself used to it, you know? It's really fun. I love a lot of the visual jokes they do. I love, like... I love his interactions with like all the characters around him. Like I love Ned. I love MJ. I love that girl. They got to be the love interest who never shows up again. <laughs> uh, I, I like Marissa Tomei as, as uh, 
as uncle or not uncle ha as aunt may even though she's crazy young in comparison though her age is definitely not that actress by the way is really old in comparison to her looks dude yeah like we're sitting there going oh marissa uh, oh aunt may is so young in this but i'm like i don't think she is i think she might be in her 50s yeah it's, I remember, it's really crazy she looks really good for her age anyways besides the point. 30s right besides the point uh I really like Mr. Tomei as Aunt May. I like his relationship, his kind of father-esque relationship with uh, Iron Man. Uh, I like the action scenes a lot. I like Vulture. Uh, it's just a really fun movie. It's like a very simple movie, but I think works really well because of all those individual elements, like mm-hmm. like Tom Holland and all the good like dialogue and such and fun moments, visual, de- visual jokes, all that. Good stuff. I think mm-hmm. this is probably the most promising of the Spider-Man kickoffs because this one felt like, I mean, at least like the first Spider-Man, like uh, Spider-Man one works well on its own, but it's kind of just a simple, easy movie that I think is not all that amazing. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, maybe Spider-Man two or maybe Spider-Man one, I should say as the intro to the series, like I said, kind of bland, but kind of like, eh. I mean, it's okay. But this one I feel the most has the most promise. Like it felt like, yes, I could totally see more and more movies expanding on this character more than the first two's uh intro did mm-hmm. uh, if that makes any sense um yeah really solid film i like it probably my favorite spider-man film period i, I would imagine yeah yeah it was, it was really good it was really good uh talk about the sequel uh we could but we actually got two spider-man movies in between that oh. that we could discuss okay yeah, because Sony was out here like, ha I'm going to make Spider-Man movies away from the MCU. And everybody's going, what are you doing? And so they were, they must have gotten really drunk one day, all the people at Sony, and said, well, we can't use Spider-Man. We'll, we'll use Venom, so you can't. And they made Venom. Dude. Which I guess technically is not a Spider-Man movie. But I think we can address it anyway, real quick. Because you've seen Venom, right? I have not, Connor. What? Nope. Well, okay, I actually own it now, so we can watch it together. Uh, anyways, I guess I'll be really brief with it then, because it's not even a Spider-Man movie. The thing with Venom, like, his name is literally, literally explains what this movie's problem is. The whole point of Venom is that Venom was, the, give, was give Spider-Man the ability to kill. Literally, because Venom gives spiders the ability to kill people. So Venom, attaching himself to Spider-Man, gave him the ability to kill people, which he never could. Which is a whole visual meta or a whole like naming metaphor for like what Venom does, you know? He corrupted Spider-Man and made him a bad person. That was his point. That was Venom's reason for existing. So making a Spider-Man movie or, or making a Venom movie without Spider-Man makes no sense. Like it's completely useless. Yeah. It, it really does not work on its own. And the movie definitely shows it feels like a completely aimless and ridiculously off topic movie that like has no, there's really no good connection to the comics. There's no great performances. There's not even really any good performances. Forget Tom Hardy is like this drunk New York hobo, the entire movie. That's the best way I can describe his performance. Like straight up drunk New York hobo. It is baffling to me. I love Tom Hardy. He is awful in this movie. Like, <laughs> it feels aimless. It feels, like, completely ridiculous. It's The CG can range from being good to completely unwatchable. Like, it's really bizarre how much range you get with the CG. 
like occasionally there's a decent idea here and there, but it is such a ridiculously off the wall movie, but one that I could totally see being a guilty pleasure. Like I can't imagine anybody thinking Amazing Spider-Man 2 is a guilty pleasure, but this one I totally could. Like if someone looked up to me and said, hey, my favorite movie to watch when I'm really high is Venom because it's horrible. And I would go, you are right. And I hope you enjoy this movie. Like, it is a ridiculously awful movie. But gosh dang it, does it try. Uh, and then we got Spider-Verse. In Yay. the very end of the year. Uh, I'll let you carry it since I've just talked about Venom. You don't, you don't have to you know, spend 20 years on it. Just, let's discuss a bit about Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse is a animated Spider-Man movie. Um, Everybody's all like, what? Yeah, right. Yeah. But the thing is, the animation style kind of takes inspiration from, like, comic books and stuff. If you haven't seen the movie already. Because um, you can kind of see, like, with the background, it kind of has, like, the the, the grady, um, like, dots. Mm-hmm. Like, you see, like, with old comic books. Yeah. Um, it has, like... Um, like words popping out of the page whenever something happens. Um, and just like the animation style is really fluid and nice and looks absolutely stunning and different from like anything you've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. I mean, the animation for this movie is absolutely incredible. But we're not here to talk about the animation. We're here to talk about the movie content. So this is a Spider-Man movie, not a- about Spider-Man that you're thinking about, Peter Parker, it's actually about Miles Morales, another Spider-Man, mm-hmm. who, well, in this universe, with Miles Morales, Spider-Man actually dies, and Miles Morales has to become the Spider-Man for his universe, right? Um, but there are other universes with different Spider-Mans, like there's a Spider-Man universe with Spider-Man He's Still Alive, Spider-Man with Spider-Gwen, Spider-Pig, Spider-Man Noir. And they're all coming together into one universe and they have to try to get back into their own universes. And it's just this really awesome movie. You know, it has Kingpin as the bad guy. Uh, Played by Lee Schreiber. I'm sorry, (laughs) not that that really matters, but I love Kingpin in this movie. I love the way he goes, (laughs) ooby-doo. Kingpin. I'm a five-year-old, oh I swear. God. I'm five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This, it's, 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 just a, it, it's such a good movie. It really is. And the rewatchability is definitely there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I've watched this movie, like, four times over the course of, like, a month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you can always find new things uh, that you didn't see before with the animation and just the story. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just so, so cool. Such a cool movie. Such a cool premise, and it's probably the best movie that Sony has done using Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, easy, easy. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, by the way. It's a great movie. Um, I love how they kind of give... I'll be really brief, don't worry. Um, I love how they kind of give the, the suit of Spider-Man more of a legacy. Like it, like, it doesn't really feel like a movie about Spider-Man. It's himself. It feels like a movie about the legacy of Spider-Man and like how it's not about the person it's about like the deed and like you see like P- uh, miles trying to create his own identity which actually kind of is, is a funny visual metaphor for like or like uh, kind of a metaphor for like spider-man in general like 
each movie has to fit itself within like or within the Spider-Man universe, but at the same time, you have to address yourself as being something different from the other Spider-Men. So it's like trying to create your own identity in the face of there being so many spider people, you know? That's literally, it's like a visual metaphor. It's kind of funny. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a really well done movie. It's really fun. It's got a lot of great emotional moments. It's got a, a bunch of great comedy moments. Literally any movie with John Mulaney gets like a plus one in my book. Uh, really solid film. Uh, yeah, that's all I'll say about it. We did talk about it a bit. Just, we did talk about it a bit in that animation episode, and I talk about it a bit on my top five favorites or my top ten favorites. So, if you so you want to hear yeah, more, right, if you really want to know, like if you thought our explanation here was not satisfactory, go check out one of those uh, episodes. And uh, yeah, really solid film, which is weird because it's not even not even an MCU movie. It's just strictly Sony. Like since when are you good, Sony? Jesus. <laughs> uh, and now we can talk about Far From Home. Go ahead. Spider-Man Far From Home is a Spider-Man Homecoming sequel um, that actually, fun fact, the Tom Holland, when they were filming Far From Home, he was actually two blocks away from his parents' house. Oh, yeah. Versus when he was filming um, Homecoming, he was in a different country from his parents house so it's kind of yeah. it's kind of funny how he's actually closer to home and far from home yeah that is that is quite the uh <laughs> that's quite the, quite the lie there imagine his parents yeah. his parents watching homecoming being like oh my gosh he was filming this at home and then watches far from home going oh he wasn't home and then recognizing every place in it it's like wait a minute <laughs> right, this right, is a right. lie <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um but yeah i really like this movie um it has jake gyllenhaal as Mysterio, yeah, and I, I, I thought he was really good as Mysterio, I really did. Um, I loved his character, Tom Holland again with another good performance. Ned, another good performance. Oh, we do love Zendaya, we do love Ned. Another good performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zendaya character, Zendaya girl, Zendaya girl. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. What's her yeah, name? Yeah. Uh, Zendaya, a uh, girl, a uh, 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 female. Uh, what's another detail about her? Ah. <laughs> yeah. All really good. Um, it's just uh, yeah, just like Homecoming. Very good movie. Um, like the direction they went in. Um, very funny. Uh, both on the end of Spider Man and Mysterio. I thought the CG was great. Um, so the Mysterio scenes, uh, like the like the big fire monster, the big like water monster, mm-hmm. those are really cool. Um, the story was amazing. Um, I liked how they took how I love how it took place in a different setting than the first one did. Um, that was really cool, and just like all around, a really good movie, mm-hmm. good times. It was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very solid film. I like it a lot too. It feels very much like a Spider-Man story. Like, it feels very Spider-Man-ish. It's got a lot of fun moments, got a lot of fun action. It's got a lot of very comic booky moments. And at the same time, still kind of has that feel that Homecoming had, where it's very much personal and about a lot of very simple, grounded stuff. Uh, very, very yeah. great ending. I love how, like, the big reveal, and I love that big, like, uh, twist moment. Leaves you, a lot of, leaves you with a lot of questions, a lot of ambition for the next movie. And... Yeah, very solid film. And, of course, any movie with Jake Gyllenhaal also gets a point. Because we like Jake Gyllenhaal. 
Uh, yeah, so that is the f- entire filmography of Spider-Man. Those are his every film appearance. Uh, we'll talk some, uh, briefly about some video game and TV show appearances because he has plenty of those too. Uh, yeah. I think we'll start with TV shows. There were a lot of Spider-Man TV shows and I did not watch all of them. In fact, I actually only watched a couple. Uh, if I remember correctly, now I'm going to try to list all the ones I remember. There's the one from the 80s. Which, you know, classic one. That's the pretty fun, typical Spider-Man uh, comic book series. Uh, there was Spider-Man Unlimited, which was like this weird futuristic version, which was that only had like two villains in it, but it was still popular. Uh, there was the Spectacular Spider-Man, which I did not watch. Oh, I never yeah. watched that. Um, Ultimate Spider-Man, which was like, that was kind of, the, that was, I watched that when I was in like sixth grade. So that was kind of like my middle school Spider-Man. Uh, then there's this new series that's on right now, which I also haven't watched, but there's a picture of Spider-Man dabbing, so that should really tell you about how qual. There's a new Spider-Man yeah, one? Yeah, that really should tell you about the quality of it. Like I said, Spider-Man dabbing, so I mean, that should answer all your questions. <laughs> uh, but yeah, those are all the shows I can think of. David, do you, are there any Spider-Man shows you watch that I'm not mentioning? <laughs> um, I think that's all of them. All right, so David, what are some of your favorite Spider-Man shows? Or at least maybe your, maybe your um... favorite Spider-Man show. You don't have to talk about like 20. Yeah, yeah, um, you know, I just gotta give a shout out to the spectacular Spider-Man song. Um, that song was kind of fire. I can't. I don't even know it. I know the one from the '80s where he's like Spider-Man, Spider-Man, radioactive <laughs> Spider-Man. It was pretty, pretty rad. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, gotta give a shout out to that pretty fire song. But I think my favorite Spider-Man show. Was the was the one from middle school, Connor? Oh, uh, the, the Ultimate the Spider-Man one. Yeah, that was the one with you know had a bunch more comic book characters. It had like Iron Fist and White Tiger and Luke Cage. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that one was my favorite because I think it was the most accurate to the comic book, and it was just it was. I thought it was really funny. It was a really funny show. It was a lot of fun to watch. Just all around a really good time. You know, it was it's fun to throw on. As a kid, entertain yourself and you're bored. You know, it's, it's one show. You know, they did call Miles Morales Kid Arachnid, though. <laughs> that bugged me a lot. I remember that was near the end of when I watched it, but they introduced Miles Morales and they called him Kid Arachnid. Like, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just call him Spider Man. That's what his name is. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Kid Arachnid. It's funny because like that's such an awful name. I don't know who thought of that. But that's like that's like one of those parody character names. Kid Arachnid sounds like it would be in like a Robot Chickens episode or something, or Family Guy parodying Spider Man. Though like, even they'd actually <laughs> say the name. No, it seems like a parody on like a kids show. It'd be like the, the many adventures of Kid Arachnid. You know, like it's stupid. <laughs> but I, I like that show a lot too when I watched it. I like the episode where like, they teamed up with Jesse. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> that was like Morgan Le Fay comes up and takes over a museum, and they're like, Jesse, come help me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember that show. That was a good one. I liked that show as a kid. Oh, yeah, and like I guess the 80s one was pretty good too. That was like, that. remember the X Men show from the 80s? Yeah, it's yeah. basically that, but Spider Man. Like it's it's a lot cheesier than that because Spider Man was always a cheesy character, but like is that where that one meme comes from? Uh, 
which one? The one where like it's Spider Man pointing at Spider Man. Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. It's where Spider Man is pointing oh, at Spider Man. No, that's the sixties Spider Man. That's even earlier. I've never watched that. Uh, oh. no, that's the memes from that one. Did you ever see the clip of Spider Man chasing Shocker and he's like, Call back here, Shocker really loud. It's like <laughs> like the best voice acting ever. Yeah, yeah. that that clip's from the show. And uh there's a lot of clips of overacting from that show. Uh, then the meme, oh, the meme where like Spider Man and Gwen Stacy are kissing and Wolverine's just standing in the corner. Do you remember that yeah, meme? Yeah. That's also from the show. Uh, yeah, there's like an 80s one, there's a 60s one, and there's also Spider Man and his amazing friends, which I kind of forgot about, which is like him, Firestar, and Iceman. It came out, and that was like the, that was the 70s, I think. If you really want cheesy Spider Man, check that out. It's pretty funny. Um, those are all the TV shows I can think of. Did they ever do a Spider-Man 2099 show? I don't think so. Well, it's a good idea if they do. That's a really good idea. Patent pending. Yeah. Uh, video games. There are a couple. Uh, David, did oh, you yeah. ever play a Spider-Man video game? Yes. Which ones, which yes, ones did you play? Um, I played the ones that came out in like the late 2000s, early 2010s. Um, there was... Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. Uh-huh. The one That's played. the one with 2099. Yep. Uh, there's another one at 2099. I forget the name. But it has, like, Venom and Anti-Venom. Oh, oh, was that um, Web of Shadows? Yeah. Wait, wait. Maybe. I don't know. Well, no worries. Keep going. Anyways. Um, what else did I play? Um, I played a game. I played Spider-Man game with... It had, like, Spider-Man and the, the Venom suit. Oh, that was that was Web Shadows. Yeah, there that must was be it. another that game out there that. with Nancy Venom. I don't remember which one that is. Yeah, um, but anyway, I played I played those games as a kid. Really fun games. A lot of lot of lot of good memories I have connected to them. Um, you know, I wasn't really able to play the new one. Yeah, because it's Xbox, not Xbox PlayStation exclusive. Um, I played it a few times at Connor's house. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um. The other ones are also fun, but you know you don't get to swing around as liberally as you could, mm-hmm. or as cool, um, in the new one. But they were a lot of fun as mm-hmm. well. Um, I recommend playing them if you've got them, or you're looking for a game to play. A lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off the top of my head, I can think of a couple more. There was the the PS2 one that was made for Spider-Man Two. Which I never played, but I hear it has funny pizza time moment, so that's always good. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man game, which is basically the prototype for the Spider-Man on on uh, PS4. Uh, Spider-Man Friend or Foe, which I remember playing a lot, was the one where you got to beat villains and they join you and you could fight, you could play as the villains. That was really cool. I liked that game a lot. Uh, Web of Shadows, and then of course PS4 one, very very good game. Uh, excuse me, unless I blow my nose. Sorry. Um, Gross. Right. Um, yeah, so there are a lot of good Spider-Man games, and I think the best Spider-Man games are the ones that let you swing around the most. If they don't let you swing around the most, you can't associate with them. <laughs> uh, there's a lot, of fun, a lot of fun to be had as Spider-Man because of how freely he moves. Like, it's a perfect video game character. Actually, weirdly enough, in and of itself, his character in the comics does kind of seem like a comic book or a video game character. 
Like he does have that freedom of movement and he has a lot of like very simple to understand yet complicated in use abilities that I think video games are have done so well. So yeah, he does kind of work really well, really naturally as a video game character. Solid stuff. Um, that's all I have to say about that, I think. Uh, so let yeah. us we'll tie everything back together real quick. So let's talk about the character of Peter Parker. What do you value in your Peter Parker? Because there's a lot of variety uh, in Peter Parker. Like, mm-hmm. So what do you think works the best? Someone, someone who can portray Spider-Man to be a humorous character, but is it down to earth? A character who has morals and values, um, and, and and knows his limitations. You know, some someone who's very human, but at the same time knows he can do something greater. Um. That's that. That's what I think a Spider-Man should be portrayed as, um, and a lot of people have tried to portray that kind of Spider-Man, but sometimes they just miss certain elements, and it's just not the Spider-Man that Spider-Man was originally supposed to be portrayed as. You know, Spider-Man is someone you should look up to, someone you should aspire to be like. You know, yet he has his flaws. He he's he's always. He's always persisting, and he's so resilient. And I think that's what makes him such an admirable hero. That so many people, so many people can relate to, and and look up to as a as a person, and as a hero. Yeah, you didn't have to go so hard there. Jeez, look at you go. <laughs> All right, yeah, that is perfect, one hundred percent. The final thing we can talk about before we get to some suggestions is what do you think is the best Spider Man? Example, like example of the of the character, and which one do you think is the worst example? Talk about movies, TV shows, and video games. I think the best example of a Spider Man has to be the one from the Ultimate Spider Man show, mm-hmm. and they... the worst example is from Amazing Spider Man Two. <laughs> no worries, no worries. I gotta say, the best Spider Man I've seen. I guess I'd give it to the PS4 video game, though I think Tom Holland is also very close. And if I had to pick the worst example of Spider-Man, I don't know, probably the dabbing one. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I like Spider-Man a lot too, and I think that was really well said, David. I think we can leave the conversation off at that and go into some Sageskins. David, mm-hmm. how many Sageskins do you have today? I have... Two. That's fine. I only, I only I got two today as well. Man. We're both on the I've been... two suggestions page. Yeah. So I have a show. No, actually, I have three. <gasps> I, have three. I, have three. I have three. I have three. I have three. I have three. Say it ain't so. Yes. My first suggestion. I have two shows in a movie. Oh, nice. So my show, you guys are probably assuming if you guys have been keeping up, is One Piece. Um, so this one One Piece fan listening to us going, "Oh my gosh, he's finally made it to that episode." Uh, so that's the point in One Piece where the crew all back together again, and they're headed into the New World, which is the second part of the ocean, kind of right. And this is where the alleged One Piece might be at the end of the New World. 
is where the One Piece might be, right? And Luffy and the gang are starting their adventure in the New World, and their first destination is Fishman Island, which is an island full of fish people and mermaids and stuff like that, right? The thing is, is that there's kind of some conflict between humans and fish people, so the fish people aren't too accepting of the Straw Hat Pirate Ooh, crew. Racism, I think. Uh, fish people, fish yeah. people uprisings. You're right, and actually, that's kind of what happens. There's, there's a, there's a revolution kind of going on. Um, this guy called Horty Jones. Yo, that's a good name. <laughs> yeah, right. And he, he's like, I'm going to remake Fishman Island in my own image. And and Luffy's like, I'm just trying to save my friends because Horty Jones captures some of the Straw Hat Pirates. He's like, I just want to save my friends. And so that's where I'm, I'm at and Fishman Island. I'm really enjoying it. Um, time skips. The characters are kind of different. They're only, like I mentioned in the last episode. Um, I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying it a lot. I hate this is our first suckers. Yeah, I was planning on taking a break, but I don't know. I, don't okay, know. I, guess, I guess I will continue watching Fish Show. <laughs> uh, and then my second show is a show that recently came to Netflix, but the final season came out almost a year ago today. Um, and this show is called The Good Place. The Good Place. I've heard of that. Yeah, let me tell you about it. Um, so I've been watching the show for a while now. My cousin recommended it to me a couple years ago. Um, it They just released, like, I guess it didn't just release, came out a year ago, their final season, uh, season four of The Good Place. So basically, it's about these four people who go to the alleged good place. I'm not going to spoil anything. And um, they're just trying to live their lives in this some, like, so-called good place, like I said. Um but they they think something fishy is going on, and they're not sure what's what to do. Um, so, and there's this guy named Michael who's kind of running the whole thing. And uh, I hate people named Michael. And they're trying, <laughs> and trying to bust Michael uh, and his antics. Uh, but I won't, I won't, I won't spoil anything about the show if you want to watch it yourself. So go ahead and watch it. It's really good. It's only it's only like thirteen episodes a season. And the episodes are like 22 minutes long. Seem, so seems too long. It, Might have to skip. <laughs> no, it's a short watch. It's a short watch. It's, it's a good watch. It's a good watch. And then my movie. This, uh, I watched this movie yesterday morning. I really, really like this movie. I kind of think about it. This movie is... One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Is, is Milos Foreman becoming your guy suddenly? <laughs> you, you were on board for Amadeus. Now you got this. You're gonna go. You have to watch Man on the Moon he, next. He's, he's, he's a good director. He's a good director. You should, you should watch Man on the Moon. That's his next. That's the movie he did after. It's. Uh, have you seen? I've not seen Man on the Moon. Uh, nor have I seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, one Man on the Moon has Jim Carrey. It's ooh, uh, ooh. about this guy named Andy Kaufman. Uh, he's a com. He's a comedian. Uh, anyways. Let's, let's stop talking about Man on the Moon. Let's talk about uh, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Go ahead. Uh, oh, man. This movie... This movie is... It's a lot of fun to watch. Um, but at the same time, it, it has a lot to say about society. It so, really does say a lot about this, society. Yeah. 
so basically, if you don't know what the movie's about, um, it's adapted from a book of the same name. And it's about this guy who is admitted into a mental institution, right? Um, because, you know, he's, he's done some bad things in his life. You know, he was, he was, uh, he was uh, convicted of statutory rape. He beat up some people. And they're like, this guy is definitely insane. He tortured his wife so in it, a giant abandoned hotel. Uh, oh, sorry, wrong, no, wrong movie. No, That's no, a shining. No, no. <laughs> um, let me think. Um, yeah, so he's in, he admitted to the mental hospital, mental hospital um, with all these other people. Um, and honestly, he's just trying to teach everyone to enjoy life, you know? Um he, he was in there for a committed time and he, he's, he's this crazy rambunctious person right so he never wants to stay in one place he he's always trying to start something with uh, with the the people the counselors and the therapists and he's he yeah he's, he's a crazy dude and he, he's very social, very social. He's trying to talk to everyone, trying to trying to prove that nobody in there is actually insane, and that there's like they're not they're no different from an average person, and they don't deserve to be in there. I mean, he, he there's one there's one time where he he steals a bus, gets everyone on his floor on that bus, and takes them fishing. He he picks up his girlfriend. Or not his girlfriend, his friend, and takes them fishing on a boat. He steals a boat and takes them fishing, just so they can have some time to enjoy life, because they're not allowed outside. So it's kind of like some therapeutic time with the boys, and it, it's just it's 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 a really sweet and just great movie, really really awesome movie. It stars Jack Nicholson, amazing performance from him. Made his performance from this guy named Chief. I don't know his name. Chief. But he's really good. Chief. Very good guy. Um, just, it's, it's, it's a really awesome movie. You have to watch it yourself. It's on Netflix. Um, please watch it. I highly recommend it. There's a lot about society and about mental illness. And I, I definitely think it's a must, must watch. Must watch. Very good. Good stuff. Yeah, I've heard a lot of great things about it myself. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Uh, it might be on my wall. Actually, no, I don't think it is on my wall, actually, now that I think about it. Oh, anyways. So, but I have a wall. <laughs> so, I have, I have a, some movies on my wall that I need to watch, like a, a poster that's, like, essential movies. Anyway, that's a little off topic. I, I actually did just think of a third one. I remembered something. So, I do have three. Uh, two movies and a show. Basically, the opposite of you. Uh First, let's talk about let's talk about the show, and then I'll go with the two movies. Uh, it's pretty obvious that if you've been watching, I'm not really a huge show guy, and naturally, you know, I've been finishing uh, Avatar. So obviously, when you finish Avatar, the first thing you should do is go watch Korra. So that is what I am doing now. I've just started watching Legend of Korra. I wanted to let you guys know that I'm watching it. About two episodes in, I'm not far, but I'll have you know, it's a very complicated feeling show. On the one hand, I do like they've changed a lot. There's, there, there's not a lot that's very similar to Avatar in this. I mean, it's the same world, 
it has the same general ideas, but the themes, the animation, the world, like the world building, the type of story, the characters, all very different. Uh, some of it works, some of it does not. It's kind of a complicated show. It's got a lot going on. But obviously, I'm only two episodes in, so I have to see how it changes. But at the moment, I don't know how I feel. Very, very, very different show. Uh, I'd still say solid, though. I'll say it's a solid show. We'll have to, I'll have to wait and see see what happens as the season goes on. Uh, good show. Um, then I have two movies. One that I've watched for the first time this, this week, and then one that I rewatched this week. I'll start with the one I watched the first time. Uh, so... I watched a movie this week called The Phantom Thread. It came out in 2017, uh, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. If you do not know him, he directed uh, There Will Be Blood and Punch Drunk Love and Boogie Nights. He's done a bunch of really well-rated, well-beloved movies. And this one is about a clothes designer in the 50s. He creates these really elegant suits. and really, or Not really elegant suits, no. He creates really elegant dresses for women. Uh, he's extremely elitist. He's extremely, and I wouldn't say egocentric, but he's very self-centric. He's always focusing on trying to be the, make the best dresses as he can. He doesn't really consider other people at all. He doesn't think about others. He's mostly just very centric on himself. And he falls in love with this waitress. And the two of them at first feel like they, they kind of, uh, accentuate each other's strengths with the girl very desperate for attention and just wanting to be appreciated while uh, the, the designer really wants just, he really wants people to like, you know, he needs someone to be his muse. He needs someone to like be represent the perfect person. And she, he feels she's that. And, you know, him thinking she's perfect is great for self-esteem. But as the movie goes on, it starts to, you start to understand what's really going on. It starts to detail this, like kind of a, what a toxic relationship is. The idea that like both of them want something, but the other can't give it to them. Like, at first it seemed like it was perfect, but then you realize that, like, the two of them only worsen their desire and they can't provide that for each other. And it's this really interesting story. It's really well told. It's very pretty. Like, the music's great. The visuals are great. The costume design's excellent. Uh, This is one of those movies that I swore in 2017 was going to win a bunch of Oscars, but it only won one. Uh, But... I, it was really solid. I just watched it for the first time now, and I think, yeah, it could have won Oscars if you know it, the, that year was not 2017. 2017 was a really solid year. Um, but yeah, it was really well done, and I highly recommend it if you're looking for a movie that's a little on the artsier side. It's not like the simplest watch because it's a little complicated, and it also is can be a little boring. But I think it does a really good job detailing this relationship and has good characters. And Daniel day Lewis plays the lead and he's, he's like one of the best of the best actors. So check that out. Uh, Mm -hmm. Second one, a little easier to digest. Uh, I've been, I love Wes Anderson. Uh, David, you have yet to watch a Wes Anderson film. You should really get on that. Uh, There's Mm -hmm. so many great Wes Anderson films. He's a great director. And I rewatched one recently that hadn't watched in years. That being, his first animated film, Fantastic Mr. Fox, it's on Netflix, or not Netflix, it's on Disney Plus, and I got it, just recently got it on Blu-ray as well. Uh, it's a really, really, really unique movie. Uh, essentially, it's about this fox, Mr. Fantastic Mr. Fox. He, he's got a family. He's just trying to, you know, enjoy life, but he starts to realize it, 
his life is not really satisfying him as much as he thought he, as, as he feels it should. So he decides he's going to go back to his roots, do what he used to do before he got married, which was steal stuff. So he decides to rob these three giant factories. He steal all their chickens, steal all their food, and provide for his family. And he's like, this is gratifying to me. This is what I wanted. This is what I feel like I needed. But once he does that, he kind of gets these three factory owners up at him, and they're like really mad at him for stealing all the stuff. So these three guys kind of go nuts trying to kill this fox. And you know he's trying to relocate his family. Mr. Fox realizes what he did was really reckless. And there's a lot of characters here. A lot of bizarre comedy. Like, it's the it's one of the most uh, Wes Anderson-y Wes Anderson movies. It's very weird. It's very, like, distinct visually. There's a lot of staring into the camera. There's a lot of really uncomfortable angles because of how bizarre it is. It's got a really huge cast. It's got George Clooney, Meryl Streep, Jason Schwartzman, Bill Murray. Uh, it's got uh, Willem Dafoe. It's got the whole gang. It's a great, great cast. Uh, it's a lot of really funny moments. It's very heartfelt. It's got, like like I said, very distinct movie. And if you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend it. It's on Disney+. Plus. And just know what you're getting into. Or actually don't know what you're getting into. Because I want to see what you think of Wes Anderson, essentially. If you've never heard of him, this is a great start. And if you don't like this, you probably won't like the rest of Wes Anderson's filmography. Uh, very distinct, but very fun. I like it a lot. If that made sense, I, I I don't. I hope I didn't go on too uh, too long of a tangent there. No, you're good. That makes sense. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, David. That is all my suggestions. Uh, that yeah, I think we might be ready to send it off. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Kind of how you doing? Oh, okay, I had a good time. Me too. All right, check out the Instagram. Though there was no post this week. Oh yeah, yeah, I want to apologize. I've been slumped for school, and I I haven't. Yeah, don't worry. I've been punishing David by not letting him watch Joey Joey's World Tour. Uh, (laughs) I'm making sure David understands that he needs to post. Uh, Essentially, I I, I promise to post this week. Go follow us on the gram. Most of the time, you will see what's up. We'll ask you guys questions there. Sometimes we'll, you know, generally it's where you can inform us what you want to see if you're getting sick of our content or something. Uh, yeah. Um, check out the gram. Uh, I don't have much else to say, David. I don't either, Connor. All right, guys. Thank you again for listening. Uh, please check out any past episodes you might have missed, or any episodes you want to talk about, or any episodes you feel like watching. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to force you to watch stuff, but go check out some stuff. And yeah. this has been the podcast, the one, the only podcast which is called this title, and that title is. What's that smell? Are you thinking again?